that, like you said, already, I've done, I've done my part. Do you think that if there is a Of course, no one blame me. I know you won't. You'll be saying Biden did a wonderful job. I, I, I know you. On the merits, based on what I've offered, I would be blameless. On the politics of it, no one will be blameless. Uh, Joe Biden and Peter Ducey of the Fox News Channel yesterday in Japan. Hey, this whole uh, debt ceiling, this whole debt ceiling thing, and he becomes defensive and Oh, I'm sure you'll say I do a good job. Imagine if he got the treatment that Trump got from the news media. He'd throw himself from the roof of the White House. Thin skin Joe, thin skin Democrats. They can afford to have thin skins. Uh, Speaking of which, I still have uh, for you today the Senator Tim Scott campaign ad, which came out, and it's wonderful. And and a Washington Post reporter asked Tim Scott if he's a virgin, if he's a virgin. This is, I don't know if he was asking him out on a date or uh, what the uh, Washington Post reporter's thinking was there, but I want to get to that with you as well. And I mentioned a little while ago that there was a fake explosion outside the Pentagon and photos or at least a photo, emerged, and it was all over the Internet, and Russian television was reporting it, and other news agencies are reporting, because there's this picture and a giant, massive plume of black smoke rising from what appears to be a huge fire or explosion outside the Pentagon, and, uh, and it uh, turned out it's not true, and, and uh, whoever is saying, oh, it's AI, it's artificial intelligence. Well, it's a Photoshop, it's a fake photo. I don't know if that makes it artificial intelligence, but now we're going to start abusing that term, AI, and artificial intelligence to blame AI and artificial intelligence for all kinds of things um, uh, with which AI had nothing to do, if I may. (laughs) And now, just to keep you updated to the extent that it's possible, uh, there is a fake explosion outside the White House, and and uh, it's on the Twitter altcoin Gordon. You know who doesn't believe altcoin Gordon on Twitter, with a uh, what appears to be a building, a white building with uh, some columns and balconies, and a big explosion. And uh, it says, well, it actually is just black smoke. And it says initial reports of a large explosion near the White House. Uh, one minor detail. The building in the photograph is not the White House. <laughs> it's not really even, it's a white building. It's several stories high, and there are columns and balconies. Uh, that's about it. it the, the, it's not, you know, you don't have to be the editor of Architectural Digest to recognize that this is not the White House in the photograph here. So Altcoin Gordon tweeting out a picture, and uh, it was immediately established that it was fake. And and, um, you know, people are already blaming the Russians because why not? We live in a very silly time, a very silly time. Yes, sir. Speaking of silly times, we've got uh, the mayor of London is a very silly man. His name is Sadiq Khan. Sadiq Khan. Very open-minded liberals in London, They and they elected Sadiq Khan as the mayor of uh, London, merry old London, beef eaters, the queen, 
Now they have the king. Is the king a queen? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, uh, as you all know, I met uh, the king of England when he was just the crown prince of England. We had a nice talk. I explained a few things to him at the National Cathedral. Then I gave him a knock on the shoulder, on his left shoulder with my right uh, fist, just with the, you know, the end part of the fist. I didn't punch him. It was just a, you know, shoulder knock. But n- never mind that. Back to Sadiq Khan, the mayor of uh, London. Sadiq Khan says, death threats, comma, disasters and terror attacks give him PTSD. He's got uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. That's, uh, that's what he's got. Because, you know, it's a tough job being mayor of... Uh, says, uh, death threats, disasters, and terror attacks give him PTSD. The 52-year-old former labor minister who is seeking a third term in the capital's top job says people should not be afraid of talking about their mental health. So now he's got mental health problems. And there's a picture of him. He looks very stressed. He's got a pursed... Uh, lip and mayor of London Sadiq Khan has said he suffers from mental trauma after dealing with regular death threats, disasters, and terror attacks. Isn't that uh, isn't that crazy? Described it as a cumulative type of post-traumatic stress disorder, the former government minister stressed he was not equating it with that faced by refugees or people who have had similar extreme experiences. Mr. Khan, who will seek a third term as London's mayor next year. Really? Why? You're too stressed out, I think. And hopes to serve many more times. Sure, I bet he does. Also spoke about how the COVID-19 pandemic had also impacted. They've got uh, two also's in one sense. Also impacted his mental health. His mental health is in question. Revealing how he, quote, lost his mojo, end quote, during the lockdown. Kind of like Austin Powers. Austin Powers lost his mojo for a minute there, too, didn't he? International man of mystery. In the face of threats made against him, heightened after being attacked on Twitter by Donald Trump. It's Trump's fault. That's right. Probably the Russians uh, are involved, too. Mr. Khan said he needed the same level of protection as the prime minister and the king. He said he needs the same level of protection that the prime minister and the king of England receive I think he's got an ego issue. I think he's got, got some serious issues, all right. On top of this came the stresses of dealing with the aftermath of the deadly Grenfell Tower fire and terror attacks in London by radical Islamic jihadi terrorists. Mr. Khan said he suffered from PTSD, quote, without a doubt. You know, I think uh, really if you're suffering from PTSD, I think... Pretty much everybody on the planet has uh, got a tougher, uh, you know, he's got a job. It comes with certain stresses. It's a pretty good job. Comes with free housing, you know, get a lot of help around the house. Pretty good stuff. Got a car and a driver. It's all right. You're the prime minister of England. It's not like England, you know, does anything anymore. Don't have any responsibilities. Hey, how are you guys doing in Ukraine? Oh, we're going to send them a challenge and tink. <laughs> I think the phrase is cumulative, he said. One of my best friends is a doctor, and we talked about it. He talked about it with his friend, who's a doctor. So he can take uh, his word for it because his friend is a doctor. By the way, I'm not comparing what I'm going through to some of the stuff people go through. As a lawyer, 
my clients with PTSD were asylum seekers and refugees. I would never give equivalence to what I am going through, nor would I ever want people to feel sorry for me. That's why you're holding this, you know, this public event. And I'm very privileged uh, to do the job I do. Well, that's true. He added then, by the way, if this means I'm a snowflake, so be it, right? So he's a proud snowflake. This is, see, the, this is part of the mental health crisis that the left is going through. Mental health is fragile if it's not looked after. Sure, just, uh, you know, look at uh, that guy in the subway in New York. And I shouldn't be afraid to talk about it, he said. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Man, oh, man. And there was a, an attack of the Finsbury Park Mosque in 2017. How many years ago is that, Michael? <laughs> that's, that's six years ago now, and he's uh, still. Uh, yeah. The terrorist was looking for me, he said. He couldn't find me, so he decided to target Jeremy Corbyn and Muslims. Sure, yeah. I, uh, you know, hey, life can be traumatic. I was pulling into the parking lot to go to work one day at the Pentagon when some Muslims crashed an airliner into the side of the building and killed all those people. And, and then I went to work in the building the next day, and the, you know, the smell of the burning people down the hall was there for quite some time. Couldn't get it out of my nose for quite some time. I remember that. And then there was my upbringing. All right. Oh, let me see. Now, uh, where's my couch? I, uh, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is our political leadership in the West today. We're not doing very well. Not doing very well, I've got Snowflake to became a word weapon to express a broad kind of anti-intellectualism aimed at campuses and communities where cultural sensitivity is a must. Cultural sensitivity is a must. That's one of the problems right there. You guys. Yeah, and now it's uh, all over the news. AI-generated hoax of Pentagon explosion went viral. Markets dipped. Markets dipped. Sure. Only briefly, though, so, uh, so fear not. Um, and it's uh, fake. It's uh, fake news reaching a new level, perhaps. And now the fake explosion at the White House. And it's fake. Because, you know, fake, fake. The uh, altcoin Gordon pulled the, the tweet of the fake explosion at the White House. And the idea that you would say it's AI, well, it's just a Photoshop. How is that AI? Now, um, it's a new term that's been introduced to the lexicon and to the public discussion. And so people are going to start abusing it naturally because it's the world we live in. Misinformation, disinformation. I should write a song, don't you think? All right, let's. Uh, we've got. Uh, we've still got a lot to get to, and let's. Uh, let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Let's. Uh, let's go to. Uh, let's get back to the FBI because they're incredibly corrupt, and even Chunk, even Chunk Todd at NBC, a uh, former Democrat campaign staffer whose wife is a Democrat Party operative. Uh, brings millions into the household from Bernie Sanders and other, you know, anti-American, un-American people, all that. And Congressman James Comer, Chairman James Comer, he was on the television real early this morning. He was on at 4 a.m. He was on in the 4 a.m. hour. Even I wasn't up in the 4 a.m. hour. I wasn't up till the 5 a.m. hour. And uh, here's James Comer 
talking about the uh, the FBI and the, they're holding they're withholding the document from the Congress, even though the Congress has subpoenaed the document, and FBI is obliged constitutionally and legally to hand the document over to Congress so that they may engage in their constitutionally mandated uh, oversight. And the FBI is so crooked that uh, how crooked are they? That I think the U.S. Capitol Police should go down there with armored vehicles and battering rams and break down the big, huge bronze doors at the Justice Department uh, or whichever building it's in, the FBI building, and go in and get the dang document. They should bring that guy that shot Ashley Babbitt. He seems pretty trigger-happy. Let's uh, let's go to Congressman James Comer. This is one of the most serious accusations I think has ever been leveled against any political leader in the history of our country. And for the FBI to act like, well, we don't know, we can't talk to you about this, just trust us. I mean, this allegation happened a long time ago, and the FBI has done nothing. We want to know exactly what they did. Uh, we not only want the file, but we want to know what action they took. I think uh, <clears throat> just trust us. I love just trust us. The FBI, just trust us. Yeah. <clears throat> I think Vladimir Putin probably trusts you more than... That's right. I'm calling him that. I'm saying that. That's what it is. And uh, James Comer uh, with a, uh, a declaration of the glaringly obvious. It's not normal for the president of the United States children and grandchildren and in-laws and nieces and nephews to receive wires from foreign nationals. That's what we've proven. And we proved that this happened while Joe Biden was vice president of the United States. That had never before been reported. It still hasn't been reported. <laughs> and it's in the it's in the bank records that have been made public and then the whistleblowers and the uh, but uh, we've got a news media that's uh, too busy doing stuff that I can't say on the radio. James Comer. The media tried to not report on it, but the American people are keeping up with what we're doing. And the American people do not want to see public corruption. They expect Congress to investigate public corruption. That's what the Republicans on the House Oversight Committee are doing. And now I think you're seeing more and more mainstream media outlets start recognizing the fact that the American people are keeping up with this and Joe Biden needs to answer questions and he needs to do it now. Unfortunately, I think that uh, the average Democrat voter is in favor of public corruption as long as it uh, benefits the Democratic Party. We should take a poll on that, don't you think? Oh, by the way, speaking of Joe Biden's poll numbers, I've got an update on that as well. It's official. Reports say that the banking collapse of 2023 was more devastating than the banking collapse of 2008. And right now, a series of global financial dominoes are falling. Are are you paying close attention? It may not be over yet. Don't wait until you get that email saying, sorry, your account has been frozen. We've all got to take action now before it's too late. Protect what we've worked for, worked so hard to build over the years. Time to call my friends at American Alternative Assets and request your free wealth protection guide. Call them at 888, the number 4, GOLD20. That's right. Call right now, 888-446-5360. This invaluable guide is going to outline the precise steps you need to take immediately to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals, all without tax consequences, by the way. Call American Alternative Assets at 888-4-GOLD-20. Claim your free gold and silver guide today. Learn all about it. Once again, call 888-446-5360. Individual results may vary. There's no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal tax, investment, and financial advice before opening an account. 
Yeah, the uh, Biden family uh, corruption, uh, fake explosions, fake news media, fake FBI, fake intelligence community. We're going to need a whole bunch of shovels. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Now, the Washington Times is your newspaper of record in Washington, D.C. We actually have several good papers, the Washington Free Beacon, the Washington Examiner. The Washington Post is garbage. But the lead story, front page above the fold, Washington Times today by Susan Ferriccio, who is great. Clinton led FBI to Trump Russia stories. Democrat avoided aggressive pursuit of shady donations, comma, foreign influence. A report released nearly seven years after Hillary Clinton lost the presidency to Donald Trump. That was a great day, wasn't it? Provided uh, details about her campaign's prominent role in creating a narrative that Mr. Trump was colluding with Russians. And then the news media carried it, and James Comey, J. Edgar Comey, as he is known, carried it for years, and they corrupted our entire political system because Hillary really wanted to win She's a sore loser, I think. She redefines sore loser. Some of the Clinton's campaign, the Clinton campaign's debunked opposition research helped launch a years-long investigation into the Trump campaign, according to a 306-page report recently released by special counsel John Durham. You know, the media uh, buried this one in a shallow grave outside of Las Vegas, too, didn't they? The Washington Times has the story. They're not letting go of it. The Washington Post never reported it in the first place. Yeah, Susan Friedshow at the Washington Times uh, writing up an appropriate story on what the Durham report really revealed about the Clinton campaign's involvement in sabotaging the president that defeated her. And uh, honestly, the FBI's role in that, because the FBI has been corrupted. That's uh, the simple and tragic truth that the FBI has been corrupted. And uh, boy, boy, oh boy. The, uh, my pal Sebastian Gorka, uh, who's a smart guy. He put together uh, um, a tweet. I guess it was last week. I was reading his uh, Twitter. Haven't read the Durham report, he says. Okay, here, here are the cliff notes. 
The FBI and CIA knew Hillary was about to frame candidate Trump. That's, uh, that's in the Durham report. It is. Comey and Brennan, FBI and CIA chiefs, briefed Obama and Biden on her plot in the summer of 2016, long before Election Day. That was in the Oval Office, and other nefarious and crooked actors were in the, in the Oval Office at the time, too. Comey and Brennan should be in ankle shackles. And there was never any evidence of Russian collusion. Never any evidence of Russian collusion. So the FBI, the CIA, the, the intelligence and law enforcement apparatus of the United States government was, word of the year, weaponized against President Trump. Pretty amazing stuff. And Susan Friccio has a great, uh, a great front-page piece in the, uh, in the Washington Times today. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yes, sir. And Sebastian continued, the U.S. government nevertheless illegally spied on the Trump campaign and the Trump White House. You know, they got those, uh, they lied to the FISA court. Um, One of them uh, at uh, FBI altered a document from the CIA in order to entrap a Naval Academy grad. These are really criminals. These people, let's just say it out loud, they're criminals. The conclusion, of course, is the deep state is real. You know, at the Chris Plant store, you can get your deep state coffee mugs and deep state T-shirts, and they're very tasteful, I've got to say. They have the Department of State seal, uh, and we just added the word deep into the, uh, in the key place there. The Department of Deep State. The deep state is real, but Durham didn't have the uh, 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 fortitude to arrest any of its uh, leaders or their masters, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, or Joe Biden. And Joe Biden is now president. You know, they use the IRS against their political enemies. They, it's uh, completely berserk. Berserk. Now, let's, uh, here is a, a fun story from Mediaite. Mediaite is a left-wing outlet that hates America. And they've got uh, someone there named Ken Mayer. Ken Mayer. Reporter asks Tim Scott if he's a virgin. If he's a virgin. So this is an unusual question one might ask about a presidential candidate, but nevertheless it happened. Washington Post reporter, uh, I'm making quotation marks with my fingers, Ben Terrace spoke with Senator Tim Scott, the South South Carolina Republican, who is uh, announcing today uh, his actual candidacy for the presidency, and I have an ad I want to play for you in just a moment. While he was in the process of writing his soon-to-be-released book, The Big Break, colon, they love their colons, the gamblers, party animals, and true believers trying to win in Washington while America loses its mind. That is not a good title for a book. And the subtitles they have for books now are really getting ridiculous, aren't they? It's, I think, you know, my first book is going to be like The Book, and colon, and then the subtitle will be the entire book. Because, <laughs> yeah. It's a, what's the subtitle? It's a 320 pages. The book is described on Amazon as a profile of Washington power players who have tried to navigate the rancorous and political upheaval uh, D.C. has seen in the last several years. And Ben Terrace is pushing Senator Tim Scott, you see, because Senator Tim Scott has not been married, has not been married. And he has publicly advocated uh, saving yourself uh, for marriage, if you know what I'm talking about here. Wink, wink. Not none. So um, that's uh, what happened to this, this uh, the big break, the uh, Ben Terrace's book. 
and he's pushing him because he's a Republican. Now, uh, Bill Clinton, on the other hand, let's ask Bill Clinton about the housekeepers and the cab drivers and the stewardesses and the, excuse me, flight attendants and all that stuff. Let's uh, now let's go to the uh, let's go to the ad because the Washington Post weasel boy, fake reporter, fake author doesn't deserve uh, any more than that. Uh, but here, listen to this because this is Senator Tim Scott's first political ad, and I like it. I think it's real good. I want you to listen to his split. He's raised millions of dollars already, and he's got his political ad. His first political ad came out before his announcement today. Uh, and listen to this ad. I think this is a winning ad, a hugely winning ad. And I think anybody with this ad could, and with this set of beliefs, this this position uh, as a candidate, ought to win whatever office he's running for. Senator Tim Scott. Today's kids are growing up immersed in a culture where everyone's a victim. We have to start teaching the necessity of individual responsibility. If you are able-bodied, you work. If you take out a loan, you pay it back. If you commit a violent crime, you go to jail. Can I get an amen? I'm telling you the truth. I'm Tim Scott, and I approve this message. Now, that was a winning political ad for uh, the 21st century in the United States of America. Teaching our kids to be victims. That's the Democrat Party's program, right? Teach people that you know, about uh, being responsible, about responsibility. If you're able-bodied, you work. These are really fundamental American values. And the Democrat Party is dismantling them. And um, that's not making things better in the United States of America. If you're able-bodied, you work. If you take out a loan... You pay it back. The Democrats don't teach any of this, do they? No, they don't. If you commit a violent crime, you go to jail. The Democrats are against all of this because they're not on our side. Yesterday, I went to, uh, well, uh, on Saturday, my best girl and I flew to Chicago, Illinois, and we went to the high school graduation yesterday of my niece and nephew, both graduating uh, from high school yesterday, uh, because they're twins. See, they're twins. And so they graduated at the same time. They're on the, you know, same schedule and all that stuff. And now they're both headed off to college next year. But they graduated yesterday. My best girl and I went to the graduation ceremony, and the graduating class was more than 700 students, more than 700 students. And um, they had a uh, commencement speaker deliver a commencement address. And she was a radical left-wing lunatic who went to the high school in question and then went on to college and law school and is now a defense attorney uh, freeing criminals, and she said as much very proudly. And she went on about uh, heteronormative and hetero, hetero, meaning like normal people, Uh, You're not gay, you're not LGBTQ, and the problem of heteronormity, heteronormity. She doesn't like hetero or normity. She doesn't like either one of those things, was my sense. And then she went off on the patriarchal white supremacy, patriarchal white supremacy, right? 
Um, and then she declared, you owe nothing to an institution that harms you. You owe nothing. It was a very, very negative, very, very uh, creepy and racist. And we were there. I was there with a woman who is a dedicated, lifelong Democrat, uh, self-described liberal. And, um, and she said that the address was racist, was racist. I didn't have to say it. I just listened. And so the uh, commencement speaker complaining about heteronormative, patriarchal white supremacy in the United States of America. She's black, the commencement speaker. Uh, did I even mention that? I, for, I think I forgot to mention that. She's black. She's a lawyer. She's uh, got a government job freeing criminals um, in Philadelphia. I'll just say it in Philadelphia. And, um, and that's okay. And you owe nothing to an institution that harms you. Now, this was her really negative, cynical, mean-spirited, bitter, kind of mentally unstable uh, message to a graduating class of more than 700 students. And, um, and then the, and I was marveling at this, and I was, uh, I was listening for a couple of minutes. I, I knew she was going to be tedious because of her bio, um, which I had read beforehand. And then she started speaking. And after a couple of minutes, I started texting my best girl. My best girl was sitting next to me there in the big uh, basketball arena. And um, I started texting my girl. I was like, oh, man, I got to get some of this into notes here. Uh, I'm sorry, heteronormative, patriarchal, white supremacy is your message to the students of a very ethnically mixed school. I think they said that they had, I kid you not, that they had people in the graduating class from 116 countries. And there are about 700, a little more than 700 uh, students graduating, 116 countries. And the number of languages spoken was extraordinary and all this stuff. And then you owe nothing to an institution that harms you. She didn't specifically cite which institution it was that she was referring to, but I assume it's the entire country and, and our political system and, and everything else. Uh, and then the principal or whatever he was uh, got up. Um, I'm told that he makes 485, what was it? I th- $485,000 a year, I think is the salary. He's the principal. What do they call the big principal at the school? Is Yeah, he's probably the super. He's probably the super, yeah. Um, and he man- he's a building manager, too. He's got keys on a chain. Yeah, I think he was the superintendent of the school. And I was told he makes $485,000 a year. And, um, and he got up there, and he talked about, first of all, they had the honors uh, people, and uh, both my niece and my nephew, uh, we're in the honors uh, uh, thing, and they were cited and, and all that stuff. And um, But they broke down the honors awards by race, by race. We had uh, X uh, number of African-American, X number of uh, Latino, Hispanic, X number of Asian, and they're, they're breaking it down by race. Like at Columbia University, where Barack Obama went to school in New York City, where they had the graduations, the, the gra- graduation ceremonies uh, by race. If you're black, you go to this one. If you're Asian, you go to this one. Everybody gets honors. Uh, you're Hispanic, you go to this one. And if you're white, uh, you know, even, don't even bother showing up because what do you care? The school doesn't care about you. And then there was another thing that made me laugh uh, that the superintendent of school, schools uh, or whatever he was said. He said, and again, uh, slightly more than 700 students graduating from this class. And, um, and I said... Um, yeah, superintendent. And he said that more than 600 students completed community service. And I leaned over to my best girl. I said, isn't that what you're sentenced to when you're 
found guilty of a minor crime. They completed community service. They're like in orange jumpsuits along the side of the road, uh, picking up garbage or what is that? Just amazing. Yeah, so the superintendent was very proud to break down the honors students by race and ethnicity and then to declare that more than 600 had completed community service. I assume you have to complete your, you know, the community service that you've been sentenced to uh, before graduation. That seems only fair, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, and uh, Senator Tim Scott, again, at his, uh, at his announcement, I love the ad. I just love the 30-second the ad. It's great. Stop teaching kids to be victims. Teach them about responsibility. Uh, if you're able-bodied, you work. If you take out a loan, you pay it. If you commit a violent crime, you go to jail. Imagine that. And uh, believe it or not, the Democrats are already attacking him over that ad. The, the DNC, now you remember the Democrats uh, a while back, they called him Uncle Tim his name is Tim Scott, and they are racists. And so they called him Uncle Tim because that's like Uncle Tom, you see, for uh, Democrats listening along. And the, um, the DNC put out a statement attacking him. The uh, Democratic National Committee chair, Jamie Harrison, could be Jaime, could be Jaime, uh, released the following statement in response to Senator Tim Scott 2024 announcement. Tim Scott wants to govern from the far conservative right as a proud member of the Tea Party, uh, you know, the founding of the United States of America. And his extreme record proves it, even before he refused to name a policy difference with Trump. Scott was a fierce advocate of the MAGA agenda, supporting national abortion bans and and what a champ, championing plans to end Medicare and Social Security. These are lies, of course. Yeah, he's going to end Medicare and Social Security. As we know them, sure, as an architect of Trump's tax law, Scott gifted corporations billions, uh, and the, and the uh, Pentagon made him disappear, and has been a longtime champion of rolling back regulations on big banks. I mean, uh, free market capitalism? The uh, Democrats are Bolsheviks. There is no question that special interests are celebrating as Tim Scott throws his hat into the 2024 race for the MAGA base, the racist Democrat Party. All right, so here is uh, Tim Scott uh, making his announcement. I know if you are able-bodied, you work, period. Everybody should go to work if you can. If you My can. mom said to me, son, you can be a victim or we can be victorious. She chose victorious. She chose victorious. Mm-mm-mm. I am telling you. Oh, yeah, the uh, D.C. bar um, exam was uh, mandating masks. If you're uh, going to become a lawyer, take the D.C. bar. They were mandating that you wear surgical masks or whatever. Maybe a jackal mask or a Guy Fawkes mask or something. Uh, but the Washington Free Beacon reported on it, and now D.C. will lift the bar exam's mask mandate after the Free Beacon report because we do have newspapers in Washington. The Washington Free Beacon, the Washington Examiner, the Washington Times, the Washington Post is, is a propaganda outlet for the left masquerading as a newspaper. It looks like a newspaper, but it's not.
Joe Biden and the radical left are attacking every single rung of the ladder that helped me climb. And that's why I'm announcing today that I'm running for president of the United States of America! <laughs> Senator Tim Scott already being attacked by the Democrats, naturally. A friend of mine just uh, sent me uh, photos of myself flying an F-16 in 1996. Maybe we could post those photos today. Perhaps we'll do that. Um, I got to, got to do many fun things, one of them flying an F-16. That was a good day at work, I'll tell you that much. Um, one day only. Good stuff. Let's, uh, let's, let's take a phone call, which I've been remiss in not doing enough of today. Oh, yeah, the NAACP has issued a travel advisory against visiting Florida because Ron DeSantis is governor. In the meantime, in Chicago, 24 shot and wounded, two killed over the weekend in Chicago. In the weekend, NAACP travel advisory for Florida. I'm issuing a travel advisory uh, for Chicago. Let's, uh, let's go to Robert calling from Spotsylvania. Robert, I don't have a lot of time for you, but I wanted to get to you, buddy. Hey, I uh, just wanted to call and let you know the background music that you just played was the named Cliffs of Dover from a guy named Satriani. That's correct. He, that, that music played every hour when I was in Desert Storm. Operation uh, he, Desert Storm, 1991. That's right, in uh, in, in Riyadh. It in was, Riyadh. Uh, the recurring uh, thing that woke us all up. Uh, no kidding. Ready for the news and the alerts and the air raid sirens and everything. Very good. Robert, I'm glad we were able to provide you with that flashback. I love doing that. We have the best music in the business, don't we? Yes, we do. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.